This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai I 103.8. Well, hi there. It's Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. Good to have your company on this podcast, which I know you're going to love. And if you're thinking of a souvenir for people that are coming here on holiday, then Nada Badran had the perfect idea on our Wednesday wonder. She took us to the Camel Soap Factory. Yeah, how about some camel soap as a great present? Also, we checked in with KidZap with a lot to do when it comes to water sports here in the city of Dubai. And talking of water, Beyond the Raging Sea is a film that uh, is debuting in town here in the city of Dubai and will be going on general release. It features two Omars who went on an adventure that took a deadly turn. And finally, we caught up with DJ Hype, who's launching a brand new night called Hype Night, and also a platform to help DJs here in the UAE. Enjoy, and join me live, of course, on the show, weekdays from 11 o'clock, only on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Lunch with uh, Lloyd. Now, on a Wednesday, something that we love to do each and every week is go for a wander. And taking us for that wander is Nada, who joins us on the show right now. Good morning, Nada. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? Very, very good. Looking forward to uh, Expo, of course, the uh, opening of uh, Expo. But um, there's so many things uh, to see in the city of Dubai and that uh, you've uncovered a couple of unusual ones for us this week, to put it mildly. So where are we heading to, Nada? Well, first of all, I want to first tell you just, you know, something that I always get asked. Um, so we get a lot of tourists who come here to the UAE. Yeah. Um, and they're always asking me, you know, what is the perfect souvenir to bring back home that's locally made? Yeah. Um, and I completely get that because, you know, whenever I travel, I also like to uh, bring back something that reminds me of my trip. Yeah. Um, so like for when I uh, went to Venice a few years ago, I came back with a couple of these beautiful handmade oh, Venetian masks. Yeah, aren't they uh, wonderful? That they designed for the carnival. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I visited Tokyo, I also came back with an incredible collection of cutlery and chopsticks <laughs> yeah, nice. um, from a small store that I stumbled into. Yeah, can right? you use chopsticks? So, chopsticks? Are you good with chopsticks? <laughs> I'm okay. Let's just say <laughs> it's not something I would put on my CV, but okay. <laughs> I can manage to hold the sushi. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, a couple of great souvenirs. Um, so I mean, when it comes to Dubai, what what would I what would I get as a souvenir? Maybe, um, maybe the the Candora, perhaps uh, that might be one option. Um, but you've come up with a really unusual one. I have, and my answer does also tend to surprise all my guests. It is, in fact, soap. Soap, and not just any soap. Yeah, camel milk soap. Camel milk soap. Wow. Um, tell me more about this product. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, for centuries here in the UAE, um, people have relied on camels, right? Yeah. Uh, for their survival in the desert. Of course. Um, yeah. Of course, they were the main method of transport uh, long before Uber came into the picture. <laughs> um, camel hair was also woven uh, into rugs. Camel hide was used to make tents uh, and shoes mm -hmm. um, and camel milk in particular was used for sustenance um, people use it to make yogurt they use it to make butter um, even you know cleopatra was said to bathe daily in camel milk so she was also in on it too right so 
It is, in fact, camel's milk, which is the desert secret ingredient um, that is found in these camel milk soaps produced here in the UAE by a company called the Camel Soap Factory. Have you heard of them? The Camel Soap Factory. No, but I mean, I'm loving this souvenir for sure. So <laughs> uh, 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 apparently the chemical free, these soap bars as well. They are, they are. So, you know, first and foremost, it is a homegrown brand. Um, it started in a small kitchen and has now become a dedicated soap making factory um, up in Silicon Oasis. Uh, and they do make the handmade bars of camel milk soap, which, like you said, are chemical free mm -hmm. and also very sustainable. So they source uh, their camel milk locally here from the Al Ain dairy farm. Um, and what I did was I paid a visit to their factory to see what the process was like, right, yep. from oils to bar. Right. So um, just describe, how do, how do they make it? How's it, how's it all done? Yeah. So, I mean, based on what I saw, it is pretty simple. I mean, you've got oils, right, like olive oil um, or coconut oil, and then you've got butters like shea and cocoa and the camel milk all three would be sort of combined in various proportions. So they've yeah. got their secret recipe yeah. um, and they're mixed with a base, which is called lye. And that forms soap. I mean, this process uh, of the ingredients being magically converted from, um, you know, these oils to soap is called saponification. Um, <laughs> there's no word. added chemicals whatsoever. And they do do this all by hand. Um, so they handcraft in small batches uh, using no heat so that, none of the healing properties of these pure ingredients is destroyed. Um, and then once these ingredients are blended and, you know, still in liquid form, mm -hmm. this mixture is poured into these large square molds, right? Yeah. Something like, you know, the, the type we use for our, um, for ice or even cake. Um, and the, the liquid will settle and then solidify. And once it is solidified, the soap is then, hand cut into bars um it's packed into crates and they move it into a drying room and they actually stay there for a few weeks so they are there for about five weeks to air dry and then harden um and then they're you know ready for use mm. so it is pretty incredible really um nothing whatsoever is wasted any excess or off cuts um are actually also used to make other soaps um, so they really, you know, are very particular about that. Literally no waste and very little plastic is used. Um, so they have a variety of scented soaps as well. Like, um, you've heard of frankincense, of course, and our yeah, wheat. Yeah. So, right. So those are, of course, scents that are inspired by the region's, you know, culture and trade. And what the Camel Soap Factory has done is that they've also expanded their products and they've started making moisturizers for face and body um, and even lip balms that are also made from camel milk. This one in particular is actually a <laughs> coffee and cardamom flavored lip balm. I'm loving that. So where can we uh, buy these products? Where can we see them and, uh, and actually take so them home? They sell these actually through a lot of their market partners. So they have them at Select Carrefour's. Um, okay. Or uh, have you seen the, you know, the El Jabir Gallery souvenir stores mm -hmm. at the big malls? Yeah. They yeah. So there. they're there. Yeah. They're even sold in the old souks. So if you head over to the spice souks, you'll find it there. And they sell their products online. Cool. And, you know, of course, Mark, you know, the expo is coming up and there is an entire pavilion, right? One of the themes is dedicated to sustainability. Mm -hmm. 
right? Yep. So that is pretty much the Camel Soaps factory's core mission. Uh, so they're actually going to be selling their products as an official licensee at the expo site as well. So anyone who goes there can also grab their products from there as well. Excellent. I love that one, uh, Camel Soap Factory. Now, you, you've uncovered one more for us as well, and uh, this is all about pottery. Yes, so I actually will be sharing that with you guys next week because I have signed up for a pottery class. I've decided <laughs> to put my hands to use yeah. and uh, want to sort of have a go at making ceramics um, using clay. So next week, I'm going to show you what I hopefully come up with if it's not too embarrassing to reveal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that then. Excellent. So uh, there we are, the Camel Soap Factory. Um, it's uh, camel milk from the Aline Dairy Farm. And uh, it really sounds like the perfect, perfect souvenir to take away. Uh, we'll catch up with you once again, uh, Nada, next week. If we want to follow you and uh, follow your trails around the UAE, where do we need to head to? Wanderwithnada.com and at Wanderwithnada on social media. Super duper. That's uh, once again Wanda with Nada. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. You're welcome back into the show, Lunch with Lloyd. Weekend, of course, staring us in the face. It's going to be a very exciting one as well with the opening of Expo 2020. But what about the kids? What are we going to be doing with the kids? Well, the man with all the answers joins us on the phone. Kareem Badas from KidsApp is with us. And I believe we're going to be cooling our kids down this weekend, uh, Kareem. That's right, Mark. It's good to be back again. And uh, I was just thinking, we're not going to be able to say, oh, my God, it's hot outside. I need to cool off for much longer. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I thought I'd let's do water parks while the weather is amazing and other cooling off activities. Right then. Um, so uh, we're going to take the plunge in a few places that we can keep the kids nice and cool. Uh, so where are we going to get started? So the first one is a place I keep saying I want to try out. It looks like a fun place to have some active time, fit time with the kids. That's Aqua Parks Leisure over on Kite Beach. It's the water optical course that I told you about. Yeah. Not in the ocean. It's actually in a pool on the side of the beach. You can grab a hot dog while your kids play. You can go over and get a burger from Salt, which is just nearby. It's a lot of fun, and we have a 15% offer there, 50 dirhams uh, per adult or per child. So you can go in there with them. Check out more details on Kids App in order to book. Okay, that's Aqua Parks Leisure then. We've also got Splash and Party. What's this one all about? So Splash and Party, I think it's one of the staple favorites in Dubai. We used to go there when we're, our kids were a bit younger. Tons of birthday parties there. I was actually just there yesterday meeting the management, discussing some stuff. I did a tour of the park again. I love that place. I, I completely forgot what they have. They have like a really nice kind of water slides, water park kind of area. Then right next to it, they have these sprayers where they do shows and the kids can engage and enjoy it. At the same time, they have... Uh, a new zip line and I always thought the zip line would be like a kind of a kiddie one it yeah. is for kids you know yeah. around the ages of 3 to 6 but it's actually really high up so it's quite interesting and now they've got an adult pool on the side so we've got that going for 99 dirhams including a meal and a zip line for the kids that brings one child and one adult they're also doing birthday parties so if you want to book for your kids a uh, place with water it's 89 dirhams during the week including everything for the child and where do we find it where, where's it located splash and party so Splash and Party is over in Safa in Jumeirah. There's a, there's a blue button in Kids App whenever you're on an experience. If you press that blue button, it will actually take you to a map, which gives you navigation. Okay, cool. Uh, and now Ski Dubai. Definitely cool off in Ski Dubai. Um, what kind of uh, things are going on over there? 
So in 14 years in Dubai, I still haven't been there. I keep telling, you know, my wife, we have to learn how to ski. We have to take the kids. I think we might take up this snow vacation, which is a way to spend time in there for the whole day, even if you don't know much about skiing or for younger kids. So this actually includes the whole day in the snow park, which involves a bunch of like tobogganing, snow play rides and everything. Unlimited Zorb ball rides, that's that kind of plastic ball you get into and they spin you around. Yeah. And the unlimited mountain thriller, which is kind of a zip line within the ski Dubai. Also a chairlift ride. But what I really like about the snow vacation is you get the option to choose from a few other items within your package, right? So you pay 230 dirhams on Kids App, that's a special offer, and you can even add the Penguin Encounter, which on its own is 40 minutes, and, and costs a lot just on its own. So I think this is a great time to go and a great deal. That's Ski Dubai then. Um, we got a couple more. Dubai Ice Rink. Um, yeah, uh, you'll get nice and chilled here for sure. What's, what kind of offers are happening there? So Dubai Ice Rink, we have the offer on the basic tickets. It's about 10% off. But there's also, you know, an offer that includes protection and an F&B voucher. So for 149 as a free skater, that means having, you know, going off on your own, you get 90 minutes there, you get all the protection you need, and you get the F&B voucher. If you're a first-time skater, it's also an offer at 255 because you also get a coach. So for the full 60 minutes, there's somebody that's teaching you how to skate. Great for kids or first-time adult skaters as well. Okay, um, now Legoland, uh, very, very popular. Who doesn't love Lego? And their water park is absolutely epic. What's happening there? So the nice thing about Legoland Water Park is it kind of has a twist to it, right? So you're not just you know, on water slides, and they have different types. They have these slides where you can race each other down them. They have the curly slides that yeah. you have, and then they also have a really nice kids area, as you'd expect from Legoland type of activities. There's a family uh, boat where you all get in there together, you go on the slide, and then there's the enclosed kids space, which is actually so big and so nice. Remember when I took my kids there, I really enjoyed going on these slides with them. There's nets, you climb through everything within a watery environment. The other twist about Legoland, including the wave pool, is they have uh, kind of this lazy river, but you can actually build with the Lego blocks on the boat that you're in. So you can build okay. little uh, <laughs> um, you know, features. So it's quite fun. That sounds like my kind of thing. The lazy river playing with Lego, I wouldn't mind that at all. Right, we've got a couple more. Uh, there's a family day at Westin and uh, also the uh, Montaza Water Park over in Sharjah. Yeah, so as usual, I always like to, you know, bring up Abu Dhabi and Sharjah for those that are listening from there or who are planning to go there. Now that it's easier to get to Abu Dhabi, I believe there's no more PCR tests on the border. Uh, we have this pass at the Westin where you can spend the full day at the pool. And the normal price for that is 125 dirhams during the week, and we're doing it for 50. And on weekends, it's normally 175. You get it for 100. All you need to do is book through Kids App, and then once you're there, you show the voucher, and you get uh, you get to go inside. Cool. Okay, so uh, there's a complete wrap of uh, things to cool us down this week. Once again, all those deals you can find on Kids App. Karim, what are you going to be up to this weekend? Is it weekend already? <laughs> I guess I should know that. Pretty close, isn't it? I think I will, if we're going to be honest, I will be resting the whole weekend. It's been one tough week, you know, a lot okay. of activities going on. However, 
It may also be the weekend. I go down to Aquapark's Leisure, guys, so I might see you there if you're popping down. Cool stuff. That's carrying once again from uh, Kids App, uh, pointing us in the right direction of some of the things that we can do with the kids um, this weekend. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Yeah, welcome back into uh, the show. Now, beyond the raging sea is a daring true life uh, story of two adventurers, Omar Samra and Omar Noor. It's directed by Marco Orsini, and it's going to be opening in this region following its red carpet premiere here in Dubai uh, tonight. And uh, I've uh, not got one, but two Omars joining us on the show. This could be tricky today. Uh, we're going to say a very good afternoon to Omar Noor. How are you, sir? Hey, how are you? Super, super. And uh, we've also got Omar Samra joining us uh, on the program as well. Hi. Hi, Lloyd. Very good, good to, very good to have you both um, with us on the show. So uh, let's start with Omar Noor. Just tell me a little bit about this journey that uh, you went on beyond the raging sea and uh, how it kind of all went wrong. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Omar and I, Omar came to me a, a couple of years back, three years back, with a, with a crazy idea of rowing across uh, the uh, Atlantic. And we literally had no rowing experience, right? So we, I remember, <laughs> used to come on your station and talk about our preparation. And it was a year and a half of super intense uh, preparation to get ready physically, uh, knowledge, understanding the ocean and, and the boat that went. Yeah. And, uh, and when we embarked on it, uh, we were fully prepared. But nothing could really prepare us for what was about to ensue. Uh, our book capsized and uh, didn't self-write uh, a thousand kilometers from the start of the race with no support, um, no communication, 10-meter uh, waves, 80-kilometer winds, great white shark hunting territory and 60 oh, no. degrees of water. <laughs> Does it get any worse than that? Um, let's bring in uh, Omar Samra. I mean, capsizing, just tell me what went through your mind when, you're, when you're, uh, you know, your, your boat overturned. Well, I mean, the, when the boat overturned, we were fully prepared for that to happen. I mean, these boats, like Omar said, are designed for self-right. It started to go all pear-shaped when the boat started not tipping over the other side. And as Omar said, the life has been open. And, you know, so a few minutes into the capsize, we were contemplating, you know, the end, basically, not just of the race, but of our lives. And then there was 12 to 13 tumultuous hours, you know, that basically... Um, you know, what's basically what the film focuses on, right? So, and, uh, the, you know, the whole idea is for us to roll across the Atlantic, but also before we started off, it was also to use our adventure to juxtapose our story in a way to raise awareness about the plight of refugees. Um, so we hope people will walk out of the film um, with a thrilling kind of adventure story, a true story, uh, but also, you know, helps shed light on this really important um, you know issue that during covid has been kind of not talked about so much in the media anymore uh let's bring bring uh, omar noor back in uh is this kind of a documentary style film or you know are there actors in this how, how did it how is it put together well i mean uh, you know it, it's interesting because we didn't set out to 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 make a film right we set out to just roll yeah. across the Atlantic, yeah. have a crazy adventure when all of this ensued, we, we, we did, however, do it from the beginning in conjunction with CR to, to, you know, to bring light on the flight, flight of refugees. And, and it's, a, it's a very apropos topic, and we felt like it, there was a lot of synergies between us. Then when it actually happened, and believe it or not, even during the rescue, 
well, before we knew that anybody was going to be able to rescue us uh, while floating in the water, the idea of the film came about just to keep our spirits up. I said to Omar, I looked at Omar in the eyes and I said, listen, buddy, if we make it out of this, right, we yeah. got to make a film because yeah. it's crazy. So you can imagine the, the, the raw footage was very sparse. Uh, because everything drowned, so there's a lot of it from the rescue operation itself, some of it from Amar Samra's phone, um, and it's, it's shot in a documentary style where they, uh, you know, interview the families, and it's, it's Marco Orsini did an amazing job creating tension, and even when we're in the room and people can see that we, we survived, when they're watching the film, you just, you, you, you well. can't breathe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well this, what an ordeal. I mean... Let's bring Omar Samra back. I mean, how did it change you as a person, Omar? Uh, you know, going through an ordeal like that, uh, you know, at the brink of losing your life, d- did it change you? It, it does change you. I mean, I, I think getting very close to the end makes you realize like, how much life is precious and that you need to go on from that sort of living your life in a, in a, different, um, in a, in a different way. Um, the, there is one, when you watch the film, there is one moment, um, where it's just about, everything's about to end. And I get a flash, um, of my daughter who was six years old at the time. And that gave me kind of the impetus to kind of make that one last leap to, to safety. And, um, I think it's, you know, the whole experience like underscores our life in many ways. So we're, we're, you know, we used to, like everybody, we used to sort of just kind of go all out, work hard, try to achieve our dreams and everything else. And I think we've taken, um, we, we still do a bit of that, but we try to find joy in our lives as much as we can, appreciating every, you know, every moment. And uh, so it's, it's an extraordinary thing to get that close to the end. And so we're trying to, you know, um, really make that count. And um, it's brought me and Omar closer as well you know as, as friends we know we've been through something that yeah. uh, you know outside of us both you know no one else knows really what happened that day yeah uh, oh i can almost feel the tension through the radio um <laughs> I, I mean let's bring back omar nora are you still you know adventurers or was that the end of it for you do you think no i'm gonna i'm gonna, <laughs> st- I'm gonna stay home and read books in, in, the, in the future <laughs> Can I tell you, I'm enjoying my, uh, my my hangout Netflix time a lot more now. <laughs> I but, bet you uh, but you know, you know, prior to that, I I, I was um, a, a professional triathlete uh, gunning for the 2016 Olympics. So my life always involved a lot of training, a lot of physical activities. This Omar comes from a very different background. His background is adventure, and he has yeah. done you know some of the biggest adventures that men can really do. So uh, for me, it was a first ever. To, to put my life on the line like that. And um, I don't think it will be the last time, but I'll tell you what, it, 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 a nice little break, a little breather, <laughs> to just, yeah. uh, to, you know, to just like contemplate things. And, and honestly, the making of the film uh, is a completely new to both of us. We're, we've never been in showbiz. We've never been in, yeah. in uh, producers of a film. And that was very, very challenging. Uh, and add to that, the fact that uh, COVID came about. It was supposed to actually be released April 2020, and we all know what happened then, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's been very difficult, and that's kept us very, very busy, and we're very, very happy that, you know, Vox Cinema is actually the uh, first wildly uh, theatrically released documentary in the Middle East, which is super cool. So we're, we're excited about that. I'm just sort of focusing on, on this chapter for now. 
get back to, to doing something uh, something challenging again. Uh, Omar Samra, um, you've got your red carpet tonight. Um, looking forward to that. I, I know there's a Q&A at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, we're very excited. Like Omar was saying, I mean, like, he, we never set up to make a film. I mean, the film was a, was a journey in itself. I mean, just sort of, you know, for people out of showbiz, like, you know, to, to walk into a cinema and see your, you know, your posters there and see, you know, there's a, there's a, you, you know, the film, you're, you're playing yourself in a film. It's kind of a cool thing. So we're trying to kind of pinch ourselves as well. And, you know, we, uh, we try to enjoy tonight and, and just kind of, uh, you know, reflect on this, um, you know, all this craziness that happened just from, that one, uh, that one meeting when I called Omar on the phone and said, "Listen, I'm gonna, you know, stop by your office to tell you about this little thing that I'm thinking about." So, you know, that was three years ago, and we're here now, and we're, we're very excited, and we hope that uh, as many people as possible can come out and see it. So, where can we come and uh, and see? It? I know it's going to be going on general release following tonight. Is it invited guests only for tonight, or can people come along? Omar, it's going to be tonight. yeah, it's going to be invite uh, only t- tonight. As of the thirtieth tomorrow, it's going to be out in box cinemas for for at least a couple of weeks. It's going to be um, in uh, in Dubai in a few cinemas, in all of the Emirates. It's also going to be in Abu Dhabi. It's it's launching in um, in Egypt as well concurrently. So if uh, you know people are out yeah. there going there, they can they can catch it there. And uh, yeah, hopefully more to come, more more screenings, more countries. So uh, we're looking forward and we're excited that Dubai during that time with the expo and everything, it's launching here for its world premiere. That's uh, We're really, yeah. really happy about that. Well, uh, both Oman or Omar Samra, thank you so much for joining us. Beyond the Raging Sea, do try to get along and see that. I'm so happy to talk to them today uh, as they lived to tell the tale. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back through until 2 o'clock. It's Lunch with uh, Lloyd. Uh, now then, uh, we're catching up with DJ Hype right now. He's got uh, a few things up his sleeve when it comes to uh, brand new nights and uh, also a project to help DJs um, here in the city of Dubai. DJ Hype, how are you, sir? Man, I feel amazing. How are you? <laughs> Very good. And it's, it's good to hear your voice now. We've got you uh, with, uh, with your audio. So just tell me a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, your passion for DJing and the kind of music that you really love. Well, to be honest, Mark, um, I, I love all kinds of music. Uh, it started off when I was just a kid loving Michael Jackson, watching him perform. Yeah. It just it just it was like every kid's like highlight watching the moonwalk in like in person or live <laughs> yeah. is like every person's like iconic figure moment. Um, That's really what started the whole thing for me. I mean, being so immersed into music and performance, um, I was so curious to know more. I just wanted to dive deep into the culture. And then I later on discovered hip hop on accident. Um, I I looked for this tape back in the day in Dubai. Uh, There was a store called Megastar. And it's yeah. like the virgin megastore of today, right? Yeah. So Megastar had these tapes, and I was just looking for a band called Blackstreet and the song called uh, No Diggity. And oh, wow, yeah, I remember that, that. Man, a classic song. And I went in the shop, and the guy gave me Backstreet Boys. So <laughs> like, I, I, I went from you know hip-hop to loving pop, and... That diversity in my realm, in my universe, I just started to explore different genres. And now I'm on a different tip 
completely, which is the new wave of Amapiano, um, the South African wave, and the Nigerian wave of Afrobeats. Uh, I'm loving like just yeah. being immersed in all kinds of music right now. It's a great time. Cool. And uh, on the back of that, you're going to be launching uh, your first independent event called Hype Nights, uh, I believe, this weekend? Yes. It starts this Saturday um, from 8 to 12 p.m. Um, at the Majestic City Retreat Hotel in Bird, Dubai, yeah, um, in the Miss Wang restaurant. And man, come one, come all. We want everyone to bless the stage. It's the only um, hip-hop strictly open mic uh, in Dubai. So we're definitely looking forward to seeing um, a lot of people that wanted to perform in 2020. Um, I'm getting a lot of feedback, like finally something we can do um, after you know COVID. So here yeah. we go. Lovely venue as well, Miss Wang. One of my favorite uh, hangouts in that part of town. Now, uh, another thing that you're getting involved with is um, a project um, to kind of help DJs in in Dubai to, you know, make getting work smoother and, you know, um, jobs. So h- how is that all working? Tell me more. Yeah. So um, this is basically the issue. We, we wanted to tackle an issue and make a you know, a solution out of a challenge. Yeah. So we started off something called DJ.ae. Now it's not DJ.ae, it's D-E-E-J-A-Y.ae. Okay. Um, this platform is going to be launching soon. Hopefully we're aiming for establishing, you know, the brand during expo uh, season. So most likely before the end of expo. Um, it's going to be a great platform for DJs to find work, uh, to find connections, to find clients. We're going to try to connect everyone, um, in a much smoother way. It's by DJs for DJs. So we know exactly what DJs want and we just want to be able to deliver it right on the nail. Okay, and, you know, you, you asked that question, what do DJs want in this city? <laughs> you know, what's, oh. the, what's the answer to that? Um, well, I'm a DJ myself, so uh, I know what I want right now at the moment. I, I mean, I want to be on the biggest stage in the UAE, which is Expo, right? Right. Um, every DJ is trying to get to Expo, and those are the opportunities that we want to be able to do. Yeah. Um, not just Expo, but with like the next big events that are coming up in Dubai. Um, Dubai is now currently opening up to guests and and travelers from all around the world so most likely they're going to be more high caliber events just like expo uh, and they will need entertainment and hopefully you guys can hire dj.ae <laughs> uh, what what in your opinion makes um, a good dj what kind of skills do you have to have well um confidence is the first like the first thing you have to be yeah. very confident um because you can make a mistake you know, a normal mistake as a DJ, because I mean, you are pushing a bunch of buttons and moving jog wheels. So mistakes are bound to happen. Yeah. But making that flair of turning a mistake into something that's unnoticeable and just being able to control the crowd in the room and the atmosphere and the energy in the room with proper musical selection and things that people really enjoy to dance to or listen to. I think that's what really separates a mediocre DJ from an amazing DJ or a good DJ. What, what's the feeling like, you know, when uh, the, the dance floor is absolutely full and the hands are in the air and you take it up that extra notch, that give it that little bit more energy? How does it feel for you? 
for me, I start dancing with the crowd. I mean, for a second, <laughs> I might just leave the decks and start dancing and and enjoy the energy because, you know, DJs vibe off of the crowd. So if I'm vibing off a very enthusiastic crowd that's dancing and enjoying their time, I'm definitely going to join in with the fun. I'm going to leave everything I'm doing, make sure that there's a track long enough for me to yeah. dance to with everybody. Um, because at the end of the day, it's very similar to social media. You are the content and you're trying to engage your audience. And that's basically what it is. Okay, um, so you've got uh, your uh, independent hype night launching at Miss Wang on October 2nd. Do we have to make reservations for this? And tell me about where we can follow you as well um, on social media. So on social media, you can follow me on at mc.hype. That's my Instagram page. Um, and for reservations, you can just call me. Here's my phone number, 055-474-6969. Um, and yeah, definitely taking anybody up to sign up to be on the stage and to reserve a table or a spot. Um, I would suggest to try out the pad thai. It's killer. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you said. Uh, when I asked you the question, what does a good DJ need? And you said confidence. You, you're oozing confidence, hype, <laughs> I can tell you. You've got the perfect name. Thank you so much. And, you know, I wouldn't be hyped without the proper support that the community of Dubai has, like you and everyone else that's behind Dubai Eye. Honestly, I get this energy from you guys, and I just give it back. So hopefully I'll be able to do the same with DJs, for dj.ae and for hype night because hype night is really a platform for all these local artists that are looking for a stage brilliant uh, hype great to catch up with you uh, that's once again hype night's going to get started uh, this weekend october 2nd over at miss wank